0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 139 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of. Beyond the Rut. I'm your host on this episode, Jerry Dugan. Brandon's still on hiatus, but he will be coming back, and I'm a little jealous of him right now because he's at Garner State Park. He's enjoying the outdoors, and I love enjoying the outdoors. I mean, hammock camping is my addiction right now. Now, that's not what we're here to talk about. What we are going to do in this episode is continue the conversation about the Happiness Advantage. So, If you're ready to rock and roll, sit back and relax. Actually, that would be the opposite of rocking and rolling, but who cares? And if you're out there driving, though, I need you to keep your head on a swivel. Stay alert. Stay aware. Use your turn signals. Don't be a jerk on the freeway. Be a good driver. All right. Here we go. All right. So in episode 138, I shared with you that I had read a book called The Happiness Advantage. And it was a book written by Sean Acor. It was just a book that really resounded with me it it essentially was the story of my life in a sense and and i shared with you how happiness for me is really a daily choice i proactively intentionally go out there and see the world with a positive lens every single day and a lot of people think that's just pulling the wool over my eyes Uh, i didn't really have anybody come out and call me out because in the last episode i actually shared with you my early life as well as my my early adulthood, how things weren't just as rosy as you would think. So if you, you missed that episode, go check out episode 138. You could just go to beyondtherut.com slash 138. And now I, I also gave you a couple of practical tips on how to shift your mindset or really the importance of shifting your mindset. And this episode, I want to take a deeper dive with you on the principles that Sean Acor shares in his book, The Happiness Advantage. And You're probably wondering why, why is being happy so important? What's, what's the big idea here? Now, most of us are probably going to a job that pays well, has good benefits. It probably involves a commute, 30 minutes or more each way. And we're telling ourselves, if I just get that promotion, if I just get that raise, if I just get recognized as the best in my field, I'll be successful and therefore I'll be happy. How's that working for you? Because chances are you're pursuing happiness, just like our constitution says, everybody has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and you're pursuing it. However, what you're really pursuing is success, and there's a difference. Sean Acor talks about it in his book. Now, the the interesting thing is if you truly pursue happiness first, then you see the world in a different way. And the success just seems to fall into place. This doesn't mean you're immune to the trials and tribulations of life. You're still going to come across illnesses. You're going to have loved ones who get sick, loved ones who pass away. You're going to have accidents in life. Those things still happen. What I'm talking about, though, is how you respond to those things in life. And, And if you can shift how you respond to the world around you, you're going to find that success just comes to you. You become a success magnet. And here's a couple of things that Sean Acor talks about in his book. Uh, let's see here, uh, benefits of having the happiness advantage. So seeking the positive in things first to seek happiness first. Uh, It comes down to social relationships. It's the best guarantee for heightened well-being and lowered stress. It's the best antidote for depression. And In episode 138, I shared with you how my dad's pretty much only relationship had come to an end. That was his marriage with my mom, and that tore his world apart. He didn't really have close friends he could go to. I mean, he had my brother and I, but... That was really it. He didn't have anybody he could connect with on an adult level, and that was just taken away from him. And so the the having friends is very important. But here's another thing. Uh, Sean Acor in his book brings up repeatedly a study that was done with physicians, and it turns out that doctors, physicians who make themselves happy before they go in and make a diagnosis, who think positively and surround themselves with things that make them feel good They actually make accurate diagnoses 19% faster than those who stay in a neutral state. And they don't have to do anything grand or uh, big to really make themselves happy. I think in this particular study, they just got some candy. And I'm not being perverted on that. I mean, like literal sugar on a stick, lollipop type of candy. And that was enough to to spike their happiness a little bit to make them uh, positive. And then they were able to go in with a, a more creative, uh, outside the box type of th- thinking. They They were able to see more possibilities and think outside of what other people had said. So they were able to look at the facts differently. Now, salespeople who remain optimistic are actually shown to to outsell their neutral and even negative-minded counterparts by 56% on average. So, I mean, those are just three of the things that come up in the happiness advantage that show that having a positive mindset really does make a difference. Now, I kind of hinted at the first principle in the last episode. Uh, The happiness advantage really is uh, about shaping how you see the world. It's a, about creating a positive environment. I mean, we're really charged um to to change when we're tied in with happiness, you know, our our success in every domain of life. You know, just it, it's so much more accessible when we go in with a positive mindset. Think about fitness. How many of you roll out of bed and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to work, I don't want to run, I don't want to go out and work out." I'll just sleep in. That's me too, by the way, or it was. And the difference is when I wake up positive and say, you know what? I'm going to get out there. Today's a brand new day. I actually find myself putting my workout clothes on if they're not already on and getting work done, exercising and feeling good about it afterwards. So mindset does have a big impact. Uh, Let's see here. Some of the morning miracle Ah, I'm saying it all wrong. Some of the miracle morning tips that I shared with you a few episodes back are totally about creating a positive mindset in the morning. I mean, I as soon as my alarm goes off, I roll out of bed. I turn off my alarm because one, I don't want my wife to wake up and be upset all day because she's not a morning person yet. But as soon as that is done, I tell myself, hey, I got another day. And then I go to my bathroom and I splash water on my face. I brush my teeth. I get shaved. And... I start my routine. I drink some water, and, and I just I reflect. I go into prayer. I give myself some affirmations. I visualize a positive future. Everything is future-focused, and that is key in creating that positive mindset for me. If you're doing this too, I know a couple of my friends who listen to this show actually read The Miracle Morning because of this show, and I think some of you have even begun to apply it? If so, send us an email info at beyond the rut.com. I'd love to hear how the miracle morning has shifted your mindset and your outlook on the world. Have you found yourself looking at more possibilities, finding more solutions to the problems around you, uh, being a, a better resource, a stronger, more reliable resource for the people around you? Are you finding more reward in your day just simply by creating a positive environment for yourself? So that's really Happiness advantage, principle number one. It's creating that environment for yourself. Uh, let's see, principle number two. This has to do with your circumstances. You know, a lot of times you don't get to choose your circumstance. The circumstance chooses you. The, the chance chooses you. You can't change that. And so similar to yoga where you just relax, you take a deep breath, you accept the moment, and then you move forward with that. In episode 138, I shared with you something horrifying that happened to me in my life. And the only way I was able to get past that was to realize, yes, it happened. I wasn't supposed to see that at 11 years old. My brother at nine years old wasn't supposed to see that. Yet we did. There's nothing we can do to change that. It it happened. And the only thing we could do is accept it. I can't go back in time. Wouldn't want to go back in time because that changes who I am. So, draw a line in the sand and let's look at what I will do from now on, how I will live my life from now on. And that's principle number two. It's, it's how you respond. It's how you see the circumstances around you. Um, just the other night I was trying to fly home from Irving and there was a lightning storm as I arrived to the airport and I thought, okay, cool, lightning, that's that's neat. Now, I didn't realize that at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, if there's lightning within five miles of the airport, that's it. They they delay flights. And that's what happened to my flight. So instead of leaving at 6 o'clock p.m., it got bumped to 8.30. And then it got bumped to 10 something. And before we even got to 10 o'clock, though, they just went ahead and canceled all flights. Apparently, the storm got bad enough, they canceled the flights. And I thought, okay, no big deal. I work for a company that'll, that'll put me up for the night. They'll, they'll get me to the hotel. I get a roof over my head. I get a nice bed to sleep in. Yes, I'm away from my family for a night. However, the alternative, the, the alternatives are I rent a car and risk Danger to drive home for eight hours, that puts me at risk, and then I might die and not be home. Or the other thing is, the airline industry says, you know, we don't care about your safety. Get on this plane, you know, let's just shovel you in here. We're insured, whatever, and and fly you home, and then you rack and you know, say la vie. But that's not the case. I, and I found the positive lining. I mean, one, I had a roof over my head. I had a comfortable night's sleep. Uh, And I happened to be in a country where the airline industry is very much focused on safety. And I knew they had our best interest in mind when they canceled the flight. And on top of that, I was able able to book a flight for the next morning. So it was not that big of a deal. I mean, it was just a delay. And I was able to get home safely. I worked from home and, and things were great. Now, I'm telling you the story because I know people who would go through the same exact situation and I would hear about it for three hours about how horrible the weather was and how horrible it was. The airport couldn't anticipate that weather and notify passengers so they can get on earlier flights and, and bypass the weather and how, you know, it took forever to book a new flight. You know, you had to wait for a ticket agent. I know people who would complain about those things and they're not that happy. I mean, For the same amount, for all that effort, they'd wind up no better or no worse than where I was, uh, except they would put themselves through all that stress and all that um, concern for, what, five extra minutes to get in front of me in line. In fact, somebody cut in front of me in line, uh, and the irony was I was clearly there first, and the person just barreled right in front of me. And I just looked at her and she finally realized what she had done. No apology or anything. And I just said, you go right ahead, ma'am. You obviously need to book this flight more than I do. And, um, no thank you or anything. She just went in there like she was entitled. And, um, then she was frustrated. Things didn't work out her way. And then I, I got out up there and it was my turn and, Things worked out in like two minutes. And I was like, well, you know, you kinda reap what you're sow in some sense. So yeah, I'm kind of getting into like karma and you know, you reap what you're sow. But really, the mindset you take in really does make a difference. Um you don't seem to wait as long. Uh even if you did, you know, just the experience is so much different. Principle number three, the Tetris effect. And I can't believe I took thirteen minutes to get here because the Tetris effect, uh, this goes back to when the game Tetris First came out and people were just playing it all the time. uh, Something that started to happen that people started to report on was that the longer they played the game, the more they started to just see those shapes wherever they were. uh, it, It was just their mind's eye, in a sense, their imagination was just constantly trying to make a puzzle out of everything around them. That's the Tetris effect. So whatever you pour into your mind. That is what you're going to see. Your reticular activator system is just going to clue in on that. You know, Just imagine when you wanted to buy a red car, or maybe it was a blue car, or a sports car. You never really noticed that car before, but now that you want it, now that you think, I want to save up and buy it, or get financed for it, or whatever it is your plan is, now you can't see anything but that kind of car. Or maybe it's a type of purse, or maybe it's a type of computer, For me, it's hammocks (laughs) and you know, but the point I'm making is because you've poured it into your mind, because you've made it relevant to you. Now that's all you see. And that's something to keep in mind. If you are surrounding yourself with negative information, the news, for example, whether it's fake news or positive news, whether you support the current president or you don't, if you just surround yourself with political commentary, it's not even news, it's commentary. Um, it's going to take its toll on you. It's going to shape your worldview into thinking, we are all screwed, we're all going to die, and let me buy uh, MREs and you know prepare for when the world just falls apart. Uh, that is one way to look at the world. The other thing is, to take it in stride. Look at the headlines, see what's going on, set it aside, but then focus on the things that really matter to you. And, and you really want to just feed your mind with the way you want the world to be with how you want to shape the world. Now, if you want to be well-rounded, of course, that means you've got to expose yourself to information. You're not always um, keen on. Uh, Otherwise you you do run the risk of confirmation bias and that kind of thing. Um, So there is value in looking at other perspectives. What I'm talking about though, is if you're taking in information that's just contentious all the time what does that do for your perspective of the world? Is everything all happy and you know, going well? Is there opportunity? Or do you just see everything as a dismal, horrible cesspool that there's just no point? And I'm here to tell you, there is a point. There is opportunity. You can make a difference. You know, that the world is just the world. It's how you look at it. Principle number four is falling up. You know, I know people and I used to be one of them and sometimes I still am. It just depends on the scenario. Uh, but there's the fear of failure, you know, that we have to get it right the first time and uh, we only get one shot, you know, that kind of thing. Yet yeah, there are people out there that they fail all the stinking time, yet they seem to find success. Do you know somebody like that? I know people like that and sometimes it's annoying, yet there is truth behind that. The average millionaire... Or the millionaire out there, on average, fails about 17 times before she or he becomes the millionaire. Uh, I'm talking more along entrepreneurship. However, think about Thomas Edison. You know, it said that, you know, he invented the light bulb, but it took 1,000 attempts before he got it right. And for him to get there though, he had to do 999 failures, getting it wrong before he got it right. So why was he willing to fail 999 times? Because he learned from his mistakes every single time that's falling up. That's principle. Number four falling up. When you make a mistake, when you fail, if a project just falls apart dismally, learn from it because if you learn from your mistakes, it is not failure. It's tuition. Go spend some money on tuition. Now, keep in mind, some lessons are harder to get your money back on than others. So, fail wisely, in a sense, but don't be afraid to fail. Go out and try. You won't know unless you try. So, step out to find out. Then there's principle number five, the Zorro Circle. And this comes from the movie uh, Zorro, the the remake with Antonio Banderas. And you got Anthony Hopkins, who's teaching him how to, to be Zorro. And... Antonio's character is just having a tough time fighting with swords. He's just, he's very rough around the edges and the Anthony Hopkins character tells him to stay within this small circle, master the things that are in this circle, control what's in this circle before you even consider controlling the things outside that circle. That's the Zorro circle in this case. So the happiness advantage is not about just living in abandonment and just carefree. There is some sense of control, not control over others because that's wrong, but control over your world, your space and focusing small, focusing on the things you can control helps you build that confidence up. So you accept that th- the things that have happened is that's just what happened. That's the way it is. It's done. Let me move forward. Then you you get your Zorro circle and you start looking at The things you do have control over. What are the things I can do today to improve the world, to improve my situation? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. The all or nothing mindset, it guarantees failure. So you got to be willing to take incremental steps. You know, how do you complete a journey of a thousand miles on foot? You start with one step. You know, don't try to write an entire book all at once. Just, just write a page. That's also the Zorro circle. It's starting small, getting good at that, then make your circle a little bit bigger. Okay. So what is the small circle you should focus on? So think about everything going on in your life. And if you could only gain control in one area of your life, what would it be? What would be that one small step you could take and master so that you feel confident again? So you feel like you're making progress. Think about that. Write it down make it happen. Principle number six, because if you're going to be happy, you're going to start building this habit. You got to build a habit a habit of happiness. So I talked about earlier, it's how you see the world, how you shape the world. You do want to replace your negative habits with some positive ones. And Sean Acord talks about this thing called the 20 second rule. And really it's, if there's something good that we want to do, but it takes more than 20 seconds worth of effort for us to do it, we don't do it. Think about it. You know, Anything in your life that you make a resolution for that you're gonna make things better, you're gonna you're gonna change something in your life, why are you not doing it now? And chances are it takes more than twenty seconds of effort to get there. So some of the things that Sean Acord did in that he shares in the book is that well one thing he wanted to read more often and watch less TV. So in order for him to pull that off, it had to take less than twenty seconds of effort to be able to pick up a book and It had to take more than 20 seconds worth of effort for him to turn on the TV. So what he did was he took the batteries out of his remote controls for all of his TV devices. I mean, you name it. And he walked around the house to a point that was 20 seconds away. And he put it there. So for him to put the batteries back into his remote controls, he had to take more than 20 seconds worth of effort to get those batteries and put them back into the TV remotes. And it wasn't worth it. To read more, he just simply put a book next to the remote controls. He said that the first day that he did this, it was very embarrassing because he sat down on the couch after work, picked up the remote, and just hit the power button for a good five minutes, trying to turn on the TV before he realized the problem wasn't the batteries. The problem was him because the batteries weren't in the remote. So think about the things you can do to increase the 20-second barrier for the things you don't want to do anymore and decrease the barriers. So it takes less than 20 seconds for the things you do want to do on a regular basis. And that's how you're going to build the, the habits to have a positive mindset and have the happiness advantage. Now, the seventh principle in his book was around social investment. You don't want to go through life alone, guys. A lot of folks, when the going gets tough, they get going, they, they disappear. Uh, They they get gone. That's what I mean. Uh, I've seen it when I've been in men's ministry, you know, being parts of men's groups here and there over the years. uh, I've noticed that men will come together because they think it's just about having breakfast, drinking coffee, telling fishing stories. But then the moment it gets real, the moment somebody has a struggle, like they lost their job, their spouse left them, something bad happened. You have this moment where everybody's vulnerable for a day. But then after that, the guy who was vulnerable is gone the next time you meet. That needs to stop. Because what ends up happening is that guy who takes off on his own struggles even more and has what my pastor would call the decade delay. So what could have been taken care of in a matter of weeks or months now takes over 10 years to recover from. And that's what these men put themselves through when they take off running. Think about any issue you've struggled with. Was it... Did it go by faster when you had people rally around you and help you and pour into you in a way that you just didn't expect? Or did you overcome these things when you got away from everybody and just trying to do it on your own, on your own resources? Exactly. You get things done when you team up with other people, when you, you rally together. And that's what the seventh principle is all about. You want to surround yourself with people when things get tough, not the other way around. Thomas Edison himself he was a social creative a lot of people tend to think that he sat in a lab alone and messed up on the light bulb 999 times no he had a team of people and whenever they messed up on a light bulb they worked on it together so the invention of the light bulb really a team effort Thomas Edison just happened to pay for it and get all the credit and he had, he had some skin in the game too, guys. So it wasn't like he was a total idiot or anything. I mean, the guy was smart. He just didn't work alone. That's the point. So maybe you're kind of wondering, yeah, this sounds all cool, but what's the science behind this? Well, there's a lot of research out there and maybe I'll put some of the the references into the show notes from Sean's book. Uh, but basically, if you're looking at increasing your social interactions, with each social interaction, you're increasing a chemical in your body called oxytocin. That is known to reduce anxiety in in you. It also bolsters your cardiovascular system, it bolsters your neuroendocrine system, and it also bolsters your immune system. So what does that mean for you? It means you're healthier because your immune system is working better. It means your brain is firing on all cylinders because you you just got the chemicals flowing internally that help you see things in a more creative way and in a more confident way. And because your heart's pumping, you're healthier. So you got health going in all kinds of ways. You got more energy, all because of social interaction. This goes for introverts, too. Chances are you just don't need as much interaction as the extroverts do. So there you have it. Those are the seven principles that were behind the the happiness advantage, the book by Sean Acor. Hopefully you saw some of that in you already, in your life already. And maybe you picked up a thing or two to apply to your own life. Uh, maybe a mindset shift. Maybe it's surrounding, changing the information you're pouring into your brain every day. Uh, maybe it is just accepting the world for what it is, accepting that illness that you've been diagnosed with, or accepting that your spouse left you, or accepting that you you were laid off once, uh, you know, eight years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it was, just accept that what has happened has happened. Where do I go from here so that I'm not, I'm not stuck in the past, but I'm creating the future to become reality. That's all we got on today's show. If you like what you heard, check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 139. There you'll find a link to some of those articles I mentioned, as well as a link to this book on amazon.com. If you want to just go straight there and also support our show, go to beyondtherut.com slash happiness, and that'll take you directly to the book where it's being sold on Amazon. And then I believe Brandon and I get a little, I'm talking about a tiny amount but if enough of you go out there and buy that book and share that link with people, um, we might be able to buy a a cup of coffee and share it between each other. I don't, I don't mean like a latte. I mean like an Americano or, you know, just a basic brew, but still we would feel honored that we, we helped enough people to go out there and, and build into their lives, pour pour into their own lives. Uh, and that's really why we're doing this. Um, not to make loads of money, but if we did make loads of money, we're not going to complain either. Uh, but I guess for us to do that, we got to sell stuff, right? Yeah. Anyway, so best way you can support us right now is just share us with a friend, a family member, coworker, that neighbor across the street. And we will be honored that you're out there sharing our show with others, helping other people change their lives to live the lives they've always always dreamed of beyond the rut. Um, And with that said, we'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap and myself,